Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Aloha and good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on This Is Now. Dylan and Mark in the H&N Digital Center. Today we begin with big news from the state Supreme Court handing down a ruling regarding disgraced ex-police chief Louis Kealoha. That's right. The high court says taxpayers should not be responsible for Kealoha's legal fees. It's a decision that overrules the Honolulu Police Commission, which initially said that the public would pay for his legal defense in one of Hawaii's biggest corruption trials. In 2019, the commission ruled Kealoha was entitled to taxpayer-funded legal defense because some of his criminal actions were done in performance of his duties as a police officer. In their ruling, the justices said Kealoha's crimes weren't performed as part of his duties, and experts say the decision could also impact other criminal cases involving current or former members of law enforcement. The effect that this ruling will have on police officers going forward is that the Honolulu Police Commission will, uh, will have to look more closely at the facts that are being alleged regarding each police officer in each case going forward. If there are acts that are alleged where the police officer is acting is in his or her own best interest, and not in the interest of the community, it's likely that the police commission will find that taxpayers should not be held responsible for paying for the police officer's legal defense. Given the ruling, the city is now expected to pursue another lawsuit to recoup the legal defense funds. Now to our other top story. Mexican authorities have announced that two of the four U.S. citizens who were kidnapped on Friday have been found dead. The other two are alive and are back on American soil. Christian Bienvenides has the latest and a warning that some of the images in this story are graphic. Mexican authorities say two Americans kidnapped last week have been found dead and two others are alive. One of the survivors is said to be wounded while the other is okay. Mexico's president says one person has been detained in connection with the abductions and deaths. According to the FBI, gunmen opened fire on the four Americans last Friday after they drove this white minivan with North Carolina plates across the border from Brownsville, Texas into Matamoros, Mexico. This video appears to show men with guns force a woman into the bed of a pickup truck. The men dragged two others who appear hurt into the truck next to her. A Mexican bystander was shot and killed. A U.S. official identified the Americans as Latavia Tay McGee, Shaid Woodard, Zindel Brown, and Eric James Williams. Tay McGee's aunt told CBS News she believes her niece was going to Mexico for cosmetic surgery, a common practice since procedures are less expensive south of the border. The Biden administration says it is closely following the situation and coordinating with Mexican authorities. Christian Benavides, CBS News, Miami. The FBI has arrested a Belgian family in Waikiki. They're accused of scamming Hawaii residents out of more than $300,000. 
The four suspects, who range in age from 19 to 47, pleaded not guilty to wire fraud counts. The feds say they lied about being from a mainland firm that they persuaded multiple people to invest in, promising high returns. Their detention hearings are set for May. DLNR has cited David Jimenez of Maui for allegedly harassing whales and dolphins off of the Big Island. The agency says this video shows the 65-year-old known as Dolphin Dave on Facebook within just feet of a humpback and later swimming after a pod of spinner dolphins. DLNR says Jimenez told officers he won't stop because, quote, it's magical and others do much worse. He's due in court on May 11th. Police on the Big Island have arrested and charged four men in connection with a cockfight in Kealakekua. Authorities estimated more than 800 people were watching the illegal event on Saturday. Officers recovered live and dead chickens, three unregistered loaded pistols, a loaded rifle and ammunition, as well as cocaine and marijuana. Four suspects are charged with various weapons and drug offenses. They've all posted bail and have a court date next month. In news out of the Garden Isle, Kauai's beloved Ishihara Market is closing for good. Their final day in business is March 12th. Now, established in 1934, the Westside Grocery Store has been serving Waimea Town for nearly 90 years. The Ishihara family sold the business in 2018 to Kalama Beach Corporation, a retail corporation owned by the Sullivan family. The market is a favorite on Kauai's West Side, known especially for their bentos, plate lunches, fish and meat counters. Workers say a number of issues are a factor in this closure. We've reached out to the parent company for more details. Should rule-breaking adventure seekers who end up needing rescues pay for the public resources? For years, first responders insisted their services should be free, but that sentiment is changing. Jelani Martinez reports. Some firefighters say maybe it's time to start charging people who don't follow the rules and end up in trouble. Tonight, we have new numbers on how much taxpayers have been coughing up to save them. Something's got to change. You know, if people aren't going to learn, then, you know, then we got to try and do something else. The head of the firefighters union says it's time to buck tradition and consider charging people for air rescues like this one this afternoon at the haiku stairs, which is off limits, which means a hiker was trespassing. The Honolulu Fire Department says it costs about $2,500 an hour to fly its chopper and the typical airlift takes two hours. Those rescues add up. HFD says it's conducted 40 rescues at Cocoa Head over the past two years. That's $100,000. But despite the union's openness to start charging people, the fire department opposes a bill to allow agencies to seek reimbursement. And so does the Honolulu Police Department. For me, it would be, I would have to calculate overtime costs, helicopter costs, gas, fuel, maintenance. It's just a bunch of things that right now it's, it's we are not only unable to calculate, but we would also be unable to um, accept uh, payment for it. Oahu's volunteer search and rescue organization is also against the bill, saying it could backfire. It can cause them maybe not to call for help when they really need it initially, which can lead to much worse outcomes as things deteriorate. And that's bad for them and also can be hazardous for the rescuers who are not. But my response to that is that goes against everything that is common sense. If you are in dire need, if you're having a heart attack, or if you have a broken leg and you just cannot get back on the trail, I don't think anyone is going to second guess, well, you know, do I need to get make that call? Senator Glenn Wakai says Hawaii should join six other states 
to try to recoup search and rescue costs, especially for people who ignore warning signs, leave a trail to get to a prohibited area, or go on an illegal hike. The firefighters union says it's time to stop giving those people a free pass. That our firefighters will find a way, no matter how dangerous it is to try and help. And like I said, that is the fear. But at the same time, you know, somehow we have to modify this behavior of people disregarding the law. The states that have passed a similar law include Idaho, Maine, New Hampshire, Oregon, South Dakota, and Vermont. Jelani Martinez, Hawaii News Now. On Maui, military leaders confirmed that the cleanup of diesel fuel at the summit of Haleakala is now underway. Officials tell us that excavation of contaminated soil started last Thursday, and in all, crews will dig up about 200 cubic yards of soil. Samples will be tested to see if crews dug deep enough to capture all of the diesel fuel. Then all the soil, which is considered sacred by many Native Hawaiians, will be cleaned and returned to the ground. The military publication Stars and Stripes first reported the news. About 700 gallons of diesel spilled at the Maui Space Force Surveillance Complex on January 29th. A new report from the State Department of Education is highlighting the difficulties of filling Hawaii's teacher shortage. In the 2021 to 2022 school year, 920 teachers resigned while another 310 retired. That comes out to 1,230 teachers leaving the public school system altogether. During that same school year, the DOE hired 1,228 teachers. About half of the teachers who resigned said they were leaving Hawaii. In all, the DOE has about 22,000 teachers and 168,000 students across 258 public schools. Native Hawaiians fed up with the Department of Hawaiian Homelands are now taking matters into their own hands. As our Rick Desog reports, they say they're claiming land that should have been awarded years ago. The better they do, the better we won't do. DeMont Manaole says his mother was on the Department of Hawaiian Homeland's wait list for a homestead property for 30 years before she died in 1995. I'm on the wait list. I don't want to be the second generation to die on the list. Fed up with what they believe is the DHHL's lack of progress in reducing the wait list, which has grown to about 28,000 people, Manaole and his supporters are placing signs like these on vacant DHHL parcels, like this four-acre lot, reclaiming the parcel for beneficiaries. We're tired of waiting, we're tired of dying on a death list, and it's time for Kanaka to stand up and reclaim our lands, Hawaiian homelands. He says his group is peaceful and also includes Hawaiian-owned businesses who complain that they've been bypassed by the DHHL for commercial leases. We're not on the land. People who are actually giving leases to the land are mainland corporations. What we're seeing is just a frustration of our beneficiaries and our waitlisters uh, with, with the previous administration as to how they were treated. And, I'm, and I need to be clear, the department needs to do better in treating our beneficiaries. The DHHL's interim chair, Ikaika Anderson, says he has no plans to evict or remove the protesters. I'm not going to arrest these beneficiaries or take any uh, arresting forceful action against them. I'm happy to talk with them. I'm happy to meet with them. For now, the group can keep their signs up at least until the next DHHL chair is confirmed. Rick Desog, Hawaii News Now. In national news, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell testifying before the Senate Banking Committee today on the state of the economy.
For more, we turn to Mike Valerio joining us live from Los Angeles. How's it going, Mike? Hey, Mark, and what this means essentially for your wallet is that new loans and paying off that credit card are likely going to get more expensive. The economy is running red hot. Inflation heating up in January, along with consumer spending and job growth. But cooling it down may be painful. Although inflation has been moderating in recent months, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go <clears throat> and is likely to be bumpy. In his testimony before the Senate Banking Committee on Tuesday, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell took a hawkish stance on battling inflation as the central bank awaits key pieces of economic data, like the February jobs report due out this week. If a totality of the data were to indicate <clears throat> that faster tightening is warranted, we'd be prepared to increase the pace of rate hikes. Powell confident the Fed will be able to rein in inflation and get the economy on track. There are some things that we can't affect, but over time we, we can achieve 2% inflation and, and we will. But the bank's aggressive position sparking fears of recession and job loss. Cooling the economy means laying off workers. When you're slowing the economy, you're trying to put people out of work. That's your job, is it not? You are gambling with people's lives. Though Powell remains optimistic. We actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment. Some economists warn continuing to hike interest rates is still likely to bring about a downturn. My guess is that the process of bringing down inflation will bring on a recession at uh, some stage as it almost always has in the past. So, Mark, this is a preview of what may be yet to come, what we're looking forward to in the next couple of days, two weeks and a day from now, March 22nd. That's going to be the next rate decision out of D.C., followed by a second rate decision for the spring coming up on May 3rd, Mark. Yeah, Mike, and we've, had, we've seen the headline that interest rates may be going up faster than expected. But looking at all the reports, it seems that there's some key information missing. What are we expecting to learn in the next few days? Yeah, so we're looking forward again to Friday. There's going to be a job report that comes out. And if it's hot, Mark, that jobs report, in addition to what inflation is doing on the consumer and business side, a report that comes out next week, if both of those things are hot, that weighs in favor of a higher rate increase than we were expecting. So we were pricing in a quarter point raise. But based on what Jay Powell said in D.C. this morning, it's more likely if all three of those things are hot, we could see a half point increase. And that was certainly uh, unexpected in terms of what the market was looking at and what uh, analysts were looking at as well. In his remarks, did Powell ever signal when these hikes may be over with? Yeah, the short answer, Mark, no. He said that they're going to stay the course, that uh, we were looking back to data revised in January, and it was looking like things were on the right track. Of course, we had the high of inflation around 9% in June of last year. It's down to 6.4%. But when you have these key revisions, just making sure that all the data is right, over the past couple of weeks, we learned that inflation ticked back up in January. So that means that the Fed could militate towards more, uh, uh, I would say, higher uh, rate increases than were expected. We were looking at quarter point rate increases for the foreseeable future. But because things are running hotter than what is anticipated, what was anticipated, we could be seeing half point increases enter into the realm of possibility, Mark. Something that's fascinating that emerged in the, uh, the hearing today is the kind of a back and forth between, you know, which is worse, uh, higher interest rates or sky high prices. Uh, what are some of the highlights of the debate in that discussion? 
You know, it's a tough call because when you raise interest rates, uh, that could mean that we are coming closer to a recession. It makes things uh, so much harder in terms of our pocketbooks when we're talking about mortgages, uh, paying off student loans, uh, paying off your credit card, paying off, uh, you know, your car, for example. But what Jay Powell was trying to signal to the American public was that these runaway prices when we're dealing with, uh, you know, the price of eggs or groceries that are crazy reaching new heights, that that is even worse of a reality to sit with for the foreseeable future for the next year uh, or even longer to come. That the price of raising interest rates, although it's painful, the price of just having these sky high items, prices at the grocery store for the foreseeable future, that is even worse. So he realized that it is a tough situation, but dealing with, you know, outrageous prices at the grocery store, that is the worst situation to be dealing with. That's brutal all around. Mike Valerio in California, thank you very much for joining us. Well, there were some frightening moments aboard a flight from L.A. to Boston over the weekend when a man allegedly tried to stab a flight attendant and open an emergency door midair. As Jared Hill reports, it was all caught on camera. As renamed by God, Walter, since I'm taking over this plane. Tense moments on board a United Airlines flight from Los Angeles to Boston Sunday. A passenger holding something says he's taking over the plane before others on board tackle him to the ground. Not going quietly. He's just laying there with six able bodies on top of him. Authorities say Francisco Torres allegedly tried to stab a flight attendant with the handle of a broken spoon after he was asked if he tried to open an exit door midair. Because the way planes are pressurized, it's impossible. It is physically impossible to open up a, a cabin door in flight. Yesterday, two United planes clipped their wings while on the tarmac at Boston Logan. No one was injured. Over the weekend, birds hit a Southwest flight from Havana to Fort Lauderdale, causing an engine to catch fire. That flight diverted back to Cuba. Airline officials insist incidents are rare. The FAA, the airlines, everyone works together to keep the system safe. JetBlue CEO Robin Hayes told CBS Mornings, after every incident, the industry does a review and looks for ways to improve. It's like this kind of constant feedback loop of things happen and then people get trained to uh, address it. The FAA has a safety summit planned for next week. Jared Hill. CBS News, New York. New at noon after signs of slowing down, Kilauea's summit eruption is now officially on pause. The USGS posted an update this morning saying that lava is no longer flowing on the crater floor of Halema'uma'u. That's where all recent eruptive activity had been confined. Scientists also say there have been no significant changes observed along either of the volcano's rift zones. Kilauea began erupting again on January 5th after a nearly month-long pause in activity. And let's give you a live look right now. What you just saw was some file video from earlier this morning, but this right here is a live look at the Kilauea camera up over there on Halema'uma'u. As you just heard, there's not a lot of lava there. In fact, none at all, just some smoke, some fog. Um, so if you were lucky enough to see the eruption when it was happening, congratulations to you because we don't know if or when it's going to wake up once more. For a look at our island weather now, let's send it over to our guy Hoggy.
We've got some nice weather on the way, but we got to get through the scraps of showers left over from that departing cold front. So there's still be some showers this afternoon from that front and then that new front coming into Koi by this afternoon. It looks like going to be moving down the island chain through tonight. Going to be a little damp tomorrow, but this isn't going to be a rain event. Even though it's going to be wet from time to time tomorrow, we're more worried and concerned about the wind coming in behind the front. So by tonight, the winds will really be ramping up. That's why that statewide wind advisory will be posted. Although we could see more rain coming in next week. So your seven day forecast again focuses on the wind getting stronger today, tonight through tomorrow. Those winds will be gusting upwards of 50 miles an hour for the summits on Hawaii Island and Maui. They'll be getting even stronger. So it's going to be to some extent a dangerous situation if you're driving or if you're out. Don't be hiking. That's not a good idea. Don't be out in the ocean either because that's going to be rough. We got a giant swell coming in tomorrow as well. High surf warning will likely be posted. And because of those strong winds, there's a chance that between tonight and tomorrow, we could see some spotty power outages. And then once that front leaves, we'll have much drier conditions with much cooler overnight temperatures. It's going to be chilly for quite a while from Thursday into the weekend. There's no question many swoon over actor Henry Cavill. The Superman star is loved by fans around the world, including a French bulldog. CNN's Ginny Moss explains. Lots of humans must be smitten with actor Henry Cavill, a.k.a. Superman. But bet there's only one French bulldog enamored of him. Still in the infatuation phase. Yes, yeah, it's still new love. <laughs> it was about six months ago that Heather Land was watching The Witcher when Rory was bewitched by Henry Cavill now she moves closer to the TV every time she sees him. I'm not nearly as thirsty as I thought it might be. Seemingly entranced by his voice. If he comes on the screen and she hears his voice, she will wake up out of a deep sleep and pop up and look for him. Struggling to get out from under the covers to try and discover her man. Heather says Rory doesn't even care about people. She never used to watch TV. But when her owner gave her a photo of Henry, she started staring at it. And soon TikTok fans were sending so much Henry merchandise, it became a shrine. Rory was licking the pillow, loving the cutouts. Heather started adding romantic soundtracks. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off For Halloween, she dressed Rory up as Geralt from The Witcher. And just as the four-year-old Frenchie is obsessed with the actor, Heather is obsessed with her dog. She has two tattoos of Rory on her thigh and her calf. Rory's never had this sort of attachment to anything before. No. I don't think she'd even look at pictures of me like that if I wasn't around, and I'm her favorite person, so I don't... <laughs> so far, no reaction from Henry. It's just a one-way love story. But there's always hope for an in-person meeting. If lost, please return to Henry Cavill. Ginny Moose, CNN, New York. Archaeologists have uncovered an ancient statue and shrine in Egypt. During an excavation on the eastern bank of the Nile River, they found the artifacts carved in limestone. A sphinx-like statue was uncovered inside the shrine. Scientists believe it could represent the Roman Emperor Claudius, who ruled from the year 41 to 54. Excavations at the site 
are still ongoing. Great news for vegan chocolate lovers. Got a couple of new options out on the market right now. Hershey's is rolling out some plant-based options, including vegan Reese's peanut butter cups and a chocolate bar with almonds and salt. Now, both products will be made with oats instead of dairy and are designed to taste like chocolate. Mm. Sounds good. Now, the Reese's <laughs> cups will be available nationally this month. The Hershey bar is coming out in April. Uh, your thoughts, Dylan? Well, I know of someone here in the newsroom that would absolutely love this. Our very own Mary Vorsino, digital manager. Um, she's opening our minds up to the world of veganism and how things actually taste pretty well. I mean, I tried the Impossible Whopper, which was okay. the uh, plant-based. Not too bad. So I would try this, definitely. <laughs> I'll start with the chocolate, and then maybe I'll work my way up, like, down the line, like, maybe years from now yeah. to the Whopper. <laughs> maybe decades. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you all so much for joining us here on This Is Now. Hope you have a wonderful day. Mark's back first at four. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground and Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.